Something Something Dragon, Episode 11, A Sudden Sturge of Activity. Welcome to the Something Something Dragons podcast, a part of the Untold Stories Project. This is our live play of the Carrion Crown Adventure Path for the first edition of Pathfinder from Paizo Publishing. I am your host and game master, Aaron. With me today, as always, are the Rainbow Squad. Say hello, heroes. Hello. Hello. Hiya. Hiya. When last we saw our heroes, they were all at the Laughing Demon a tavern owned by Ravengrove's own Zokar Elkariad, affectionately called uh, Fat Mario by our... Russian Mario by our team. Russian Mario. <laughs> Comrade Mario. <laughs> it, was, it was the day after the funeral for Petros Lorimore, which is what brought the heroes to the town of Ravengrove, and they had gone to the tavern to begin, to begin getting their feel for the town, since they were going to be stuck here for a month at the request of Petros in his will. Uh, while they were at the tavern, they ran into Anton Lepescu and Luther, last name currently unknown, who were two other previous associates of the professor. Our heroes had joined these two and were in the middle of prying into everyone's personal lives when we left off. So I think perhaps we should start right there. Oh, <laughs> I feel the shame coming my way. I love the time skip about 45 years of the future when the group is broken apart so Eklund never has to talk. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just get some uh, background sound effects playing, which will be provided by Tabletop Audio, as we come to an embarrassed looking Eklund who is being interrogated by Talia. <laughs> those words do not go together because <laughs> Talia is like yes. the innocent person you could. Innocent, uh, I say with air quotes, but you know, <laughs> one of the most pure people ever. Blue newsflash: This is interrogation. <laughs> this is absolutely interrogation. I'm not. So Eklund, not. Eklund has his hood pulled up, his glasses on, so you can't see his eyes, and he has refilled his mug about four times. <laughs> um, it is at this point that Anton is going to speak up, and he says, uh, "My my my friends, clearly." Uh, the, the young man here is is embarrassed. We don't need to pry. Oh no, we do. No. <laughs> We're all friends what? here. There is time for secrets to come out. I get it, but... But... Oh yeah, we have time. I, I would actually like to ask all of you something. Uh, obviously, we weren't... Luther and I were not able to be here uh, during the funeral. You say you're staying... Well, I saw that you're staying with Kendra. Uh, what happened to Petros? I mean, he was still a man in good health when last we saw him. Do you know what actually caused his death? I think we were told that he, uh, he had been climbing the wall of the... Um, oh god, what was it called? Harrowstone Prison. Yeah, the Harrowstone Prison but a rock got dislodged and uh, crushed the skull. That's horrible. Yeah. And unlike him, he was a careful man and an accomplished climber. Eklund goes, he pro Eklund goes I'll bet someone killed him. And he's he's drunk by this point. He just goes, I think someone killed him. It was pretty obvious. I mean, who, who, the dude had enemies, lots of enemies. You're drunk. 
Well, that is certainly true. <laughs> yeah, well, we had evidence of that. At this point, Luther turns and looks at you. What sort of evidence? At the funeral, when we were trying to get to the uh, grave, actually, of idiots stopped us and claimed he was a necromancer. We're gonna stop us from actually being allowed to bury him. I offered them all 15 gold to just let us get past. And of course, the main dude leading them was an idiot and said no. Also calling me a creature, which is a bit harmful. Well, and very rude. Exactly! You know, so... Then I just decided, because I realized that some people weren't complete idiots, upped it to 20, we got six people not fighting us, uh, we managed to take them down without actually killing anyone. I almost killed someone! Shh, What? Don't say it so loud! Sorry. Actually, at this point, I would like the party to give me a perception check. Oh no. Right then. Got a 24 on my perception check. Okay. Uh, Blue? I got an 11. Uh, Talia is distracted because she's like, Lyris, oh my god. <laughs> Yellow, what did you get for perception? I got a 24. And green? I got 23. 23. Alright. I'm so disappointed in myself, guys. <laughs> so everyone other than Talia, you do notice that some of the locals in this bar were among the people who were Part of the group trying to stop you that night. Oh yeah, also he's screaming this. <laughs> um, Eklund gives them a watery glare, <laughs> then looks at his mead thing like he's never seen it before and just pushes it off the table, holding his head. <laughs> I'm going to mark with a red dot the NPCs who were part of the altercation that night. Uh, Talia desperately tries to catch it as it's getting knocked off the table. Oh, there's three of them? Mm-hmm. Uh, those three are all ones who didn't actually join in the fighting, but were part of the group. Oh, so that the idiot, the, not idiots, the people I paid. Yes. They were the non-idiots. You actually end up paying them? Yes, I did. Yeah. Paid all six of them that 20 gold. All right. All right, so, but uh, Anton looks at you and says, well, do you think that these... I mean, first of all, they're, 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 they're clearly morons because the professor wasn't a spellcaster. Exactly. Do you think that any of them would have been the ones who actually would have killed him? No, they... They look too stupid. They... Look, as much as I might not agree with what they thought of him, I... I mean, they were the ones who were willing to listen to reason. I don't... I don't think anyone of them would have killed someone. Goes, the only one who was there I can think of who would have was that old farmer from up the way who fought like an assassin, but... Yeah, fine, but I don't think he'd be there. I mean, if the rock fell from above, they had to have been in there, or at least, like, on the wall. Yeah. It'd just be a time that magic would be great, but his... <sighs> he... Magic would be so useful if it could have worked right now. What sort of magic? Um, I'm... looks very curious and intrigued and... I'm no master in all of the divine stuff, and this is normally things from... You need power from gods or something. But I know that there are some spells that 
let you speak with the dead. Ah, yes. Only problem is they need the head to be intact. And his head was not, I take it? It was crushed. Right. Uh, that would be a problem. Yeah. Eklund goes, but it had something to do with that wave or way or whatever it was talking about. The, the Harrowstone thing. Uh, all right, we should... If we're going to continue this discussion, let's maybe not do it when there are so many people that could overhear. Well, we could certainly ret ret retire back over to the Outward Inn and go back to our room to continue this discussion. Outward Inn. I hate that pun. I'm going to put it again. But, um, Eklund just goes, why would we go to a hotel room with two basic little, basic little strangers? And then, um, and then makes a very disturbing belch and goes, I think I need to go outside. <laughs> I think you need five refills of that cup of mead by this point. Oh. You need to chill out, dude. Yeah. I'm all right. As she kind of just pulls the cup away, you're, you're cut off. <laughs> he, he just stumbles outside. So, as you are making your way towards the door, I'm going to be like, Yeah, let's go back to your guys' room. Uh, you actually see coming back in from the main doors of the uh, tavern um, the same man who all of, or well, who uh, Azatha had seen as you were heading over here originally. Oh, no. Which I will go ahead and show him to you now. On a second, this was- oh. Oh! Oh, that dude. Hello, horror character. Oh, no. But yeah, so he comes walking in, and his eyes immediately turn towards your table, and he starts walking towards you. Um, we, we all notice him. You all notice him now. <laughs> um, as he comes over, I'm just gonna, like, do a staring contest at him. Like, okay. staring right in the eyes. He doesn't break your gaze. And he goes, ah, you're, uh, you're the strangers who, uh, came into town for, uh, Lorimore's funeral last night, correct? Yep. Yes. That's us. I'm Talia. I'm gonna move Eklund. He's about halfway to the door by this point. I'm Talia. As I'll fly oh, If he's not coming over, I'll fly over. My name's, uh, Collar. Benjamin Caller. Uh, I'm a sheriff around these parts. Hello! Can I offer you some bread? Um, not right now, but I would like to uh, talk to all of you about uh, what you were all doing last night. Eklund says in a very loud voice, Can I go throw up first? Because I think I'm going to either way. Oh god. No, you can sit right here. Uh, we need to talk. Or we can take this across the street over into the into the jail if that if you'd prefer that no 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 we can talk now i couldn't he just goes got any more of that hangover poultice i think it's starting Ugh. i'll make you something later not right now what do you need <laughs> well like i said um can you all uh tell me where you were last night um we were, i noticed that uh, you weren't checked into the inn no we um we had uh, went to um, Kendra's house to um, just hear the reading of the will, and um, we all decided to stay in with her for the night. Yeah. All four of you were there all night? Yes. Yeah. Hmm. 
need to roll a bluff? Um, you know what? Why don't you go ahead and roll me a bluff check? Can they aid me? Sure. I'm sure he has that. If you have bluff, roll it. If you get a 10, I get a plus 2. Right. Haha, hmm. I have it. Alright. 16. So Zatha gets a 16, so she aids. A. Akron gets an 18, so he aids. I have no idea how he did that good while drunk. Alaris gets oh. a 13, so she aids. So you will get right, an so effective get... plus six to your roll. Eklund did that, how Eklund did that good while drunk. He's he's playing the in- intimidation side and ha- and like he's just sitting there, uh, just like he's sitting there just turning a sling bullet over in his hand and glaring at the sheriff out of the corner of his eye. Ooh, God, you really don't want to try to intimidate the sheriff. I know, but he he has no he has no other charisma skills besides intimidation. So. <laughs> Oh, gods and goddesses, please do not mess with me and let me roll good. Hi, gods, I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) So, I rolled three (laughs) for a total of, uh, with a plus six, like, twelve? Oh, you got it. It says seven right here. Yeah. She rolled a three for a seven and has a plus six for a total of thirteen. I was the one making the check, so I can't take one of your aid rolls. Yep, so literally anyone else would have lied better. Yeah, well, I guess she's not, she doesn't like lying. Look, if I could have just been diplomacying, you know, but the minute he was doubtful and all four of you, I was like, uh, no, we need to cover. So, I suppose I should roll a sense motive check for the sheriff. Succeed. There's no way he doesn't have a good sense motive. I mean, it's not bad, but he could roll poorly. He's rolling at one. He's going to roll nat 20. Yeah. It's my luck. It's going against me. I rolled. Wow. A three for a ten. <laughs> um, Shoot. So he looks at all of you and says, "Hmm. Well, Kendra said the same thing, and I'll take her word for it. I just advise y'all to uh, be careful and mind your nose around here. We had some vandalism in town last night, and people." Uh, People around here are suspicious of strangers. Um, totally doesn't Oh, didn't they mention that? But what happened? Anton and Luther mentioned that to you. Because they had also been asked about it. Yeah. What happened? There's a memorial to uh, the prisoners who died in the Harrowstone fire, and there was a large letter V written in blood on it. Uh disgusting. That's not creepy at all. Who's blood? <laughs> Eklund just goes, that's disturbing. Agreed. That, that, that's awful. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you guys have that kind of magic or not, but do you know whose blood was it? He just kind of gives you a look like, do I look like a spellcaster? Mm, sorry. There. Eklund goes, um, who goes, I, I can be part animal if I want. Maybe I can, like, smell it. <laughs> he just kind of spins around for a second and then falls headfirst on the table. Oh, God. He's drunk. Pardon him. He is stone drunk. I promise you, we are all not like him. Fine. You, you, you all are fine for now, then, but, uh... Make sure and let me know if you uh, see anything, right? 
Of course. Mm-hmm. And he will leave. He didn't want any bread. He did not seem to want any bread. Anton, Luther, let's go back to your room. He's too drunk to be allowed to stay here. <laughs> Eklund falls off the table, wakes himself up by hitting his head on the floor, and swears the top of his lungs. All right. We will go ahead and we will do a scene cut then. Talia's totally not dropped her questions, though. That's fine. You got out of it for now, Green. It's coming. (laughs) Plus, Eklund's drunk now. That's going to be a weird conversation. That's the better thing. You're drunk. It's easier. You have to make some check not to just spill everything. Nah, it just gives you a penalty. A will save. You're going to freaking quit, aren't you? I want to mention that while we're walking to the inn, Eklund just stumbles away and assuming it's assumed he's doing what he asked the sheriff if he could do while they were in the bar. Oh. Got it. Realize Talia also has something that she can do. She can be like, well, I'll give you something for your hangover and for make you feel better. He can't exactly make a heel check while he's drunk. Exactly. Nothing like a little bribery, am I right? <laughs> yeah. It's a little she's, bribery between friends. She she's feeling nicer, so she's only gonna do it when it's just us around and not, you know, embarrassing in front of the entire town, but <laughs> all of you are in their room and uh, hey. GM, quick question. Answer. Is it possible that Talia could have, have like just a little bag of like herbs for things? Yeah, you have a spell component pouch. Um, I'll, I'll call that part of it. Sure. All right. Um, I think I have also a little bit less drunk by the time we get to the end, but he still can't walk in a straight line without help. Exactly. He's not like barfing anymore. He's just okay. Jacqueline, do you want something to help with your headache and or stomach? She goes, yes! Tell me who you like. Uh. <laughs> he, he glares at her and then mutters, some, and then mutters something. It's half in Terran and half in Common. So you don't get all of it, but you can tell that it encompasses both a um, jab at her fashion sense and something amiably rude about her parents. Oh. <laughs> I resent that about my fashion. This is all naturally made. <laughs> He's starting to make the thing, though. All right. Okay. Eklund is reasonably sober. As a... Sober enough to cast as Talia. And all of you are in... Uh, Anton and Luther's room. Uh, you can hear that you know there are people out in the main room of the inn, and um, you also hear the beginnings of um, a musician uh, tuning a lute through the walls. Um, it's Echo faint, plugs but... his ears for the course of the tuning, but unplugs them again when they're done tuning. Well, it's faint, so it's not loud enough that you can even hear it, other than that you're aware that it is going on in the main room. Ah. Uh. So, 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 yes, tell me more about this whispering way. So, I don't remember everything, nor will I be able to tell well. So, I just kind of shoves some a blend of herbs, like, you know what, no, we need you sober for this. Okay. Eats them. Taste awful, she didn't make it taste good this time. Okay. She's like, um, alright, so, uh, what we know is that the way is a group of necromancers, most of which are 
undead self. Interesting. Um, one of their most famous is Easy for you to say. I know, right? Um, <laughs> one of their most well-known members is Zarbafon, the Whispering Tyrant. Zarbafon? Is that his name? Zarbafon. Zarbafon, sorry. Uh, she, she can say things, right? And they seem to be interested in something in Harrowstone, or so the professor thought. Hmm. So, and you said the professor's body was found outside of this Harrowstone? Um, from what we've been told, yeah. Anton kind of gives Luther a look. It seems that our dear friend was killed by some either undead or necromancers. In either case, I think we really need to do something about this. I agree, but... Eichhorn just has this slow smile spreading across his face. These guys are strong necromancers, most likely. Well, yes. Well, I mean, we could barely hold our own against some weird mold. Eichhorn <laughs> goes, and that was mostly thanks to Loramore. Yeah, really. Well? I don't think we... Maybe it's just that I don't want to go where he died? I don't know. I still think that perhaps we should look further into... Perhaps look further into the prison or look further into the, uh, this, this, this way and, and, and see if we can find out more. Um, perhaps the professor has, has books that we could peruse or maybe there are records here in the town that we could examine. Maybe. I, I'm sorry. I'm just <laughs> still hard feeling with that he's gone. Mm. Well, I... Eklund just looks at her from across the room, just like, sort of like I imagine he used to in the adventures we did before the main AP, where he was younger and less cynical. She was a... It a was whole a year ago? He <laughs> <laughs> was less cynical, anyway. Like, he's been through a lot of crap, but like, like when he used to come up beside her whenever she fought a ghost and like take her hand or something, he just gives her the same kind of look. And for that matter, perhaps the professor has access to maybe somewhere within his home there are weapons or tools that could help protect against the undead. Maybe. Um, I could go it's called a sling and a rock. There are other ways to fight the undead. Because I can make a joke sometimes, Talia, can't I? <laughs> Since when did you tell jokes? <laughs> he just goes, I bet I deserved that. She does have a small smile, though. She's blushing again. She just assumes you're drunk, bro. Oh, she is smiling a bit. I still. Um, I mean, there are plenty of ways to fight the undead. I have some built-in ways. Very well. Positive energy, bro. Anyone who wishes can give me a just a straight intelligence check. I I rolled a three. I rolled a ten for an eleven. Sixteen. That's Yay. hilarious. Didn't roll. Um, two. <laughs> um, Elyris, when Anton mentions, you know, having uh, tools or weapons to help fight the undead, uh, you remember that in his journal he had talked about a a uh, cache of uh, weapons and tools in that false crypt in the uh, in the graveyard. Hmm. Gonna mention that. Now, you may not want to mention it in front of Anton and Luther, but you might want to remind the rest of the party that. Eklund is, because he's sort of, he's like got the owl thing. He has a kinship with some of, like, 
he likes sort of creepy birds. He's reaching over to try to pet Anton's bird. Okay. The, uh, the, the, the crow will allow you to pet him. Do you remember some stories I've heard about the, um, uh, the prison, Harrison? Oh, what about them? Um, that it was normally a prison that a lot of people weren't in for long because it was used for executions during, oh god, what was it during? What do you mean? Like, what time period was it being used during? Like, what major events were going on? So, the prison was, it was built in 4594, so about 150 years ago. And it was destroyed in a fire in 4661, so about 50 years ago. The, in terms of, like, major um, events happening, that would have been during one of the Shining Crusades, but... Alright, um, but yeah, a lot of people were just sent there for uh, to soon be executed. But I remember that there was, um, the main story about it is there was a fire that happened in it. From five like really bad dudes, right? Mm-hmm. Does Talia. me speaking not Talia? Talia wouldn't but say you, it like that. But you don't remember, and you don't know any of the details about those particular prisoners. No, but I knew there were like five major prisoners. Yep. Five, five really bad and major people, and, and the bad major, who um killed all five of them, as well as the what's the word? Warden? Warden, thank you! <laughs> as well as the warden. And wasn't his wife there too? His wife was there. Also, there were 23 guards who were killed. As, as well as like, and that's actually the, the statue, the memorial that was vandalized, was built in honor of those of the warden and those guards. So the wife just got stitched? Wow. Well, I mean, the wife is included, but... All right, good. <laughs> uh, as well as like twenty-three or so guards. Hmm. It's an interesting story. Indeed, it is. Well, yes, I definitely think we need to learn more and perhaps eventually investigate this Harrow Stone ourselves. Okay. I, yeah. Okay. We probably should. I'm just nervous about what might be inside. Well, yes, but if they killed our friend, then we we owe it to him to try to right this wrong. Oh, that's a good point. I don't and like Luther it. is just kind of looking at Anton like, since when are you so concerned about doing the right thing? <laughs> <laughs> well, since they killed someone I consider a friend. Glenn has left off petting the bird and just goes, so what was your relationship with the professor? As I said, we, uh, he, he, he he assisted the the circus where we were both working separately and is the one who introduced the two of us to each other. Why was he interested in you two? Well, we have certain talents. Okay, fair. Mm. Uh, it's not every day you see someone walking around with a, is it a raven or a crow? It's a crow. With a crow and a wolf. Indeed. The main stories I've heard of people with Animals are um, either seriously talented, like people think the arcane of like wizards, witches, stuff like that. I might have some talent with certain magics. Ooh. And then um, also a more divine side with uh, 
druids, rangers, stuff like that? That I cannot claim to be touched by the divine. In fact, very much not. <laughs> yeah, Edler just goes, oh great, what gods have you pissed off? Not actively that I'm aware of, but... <laughs> you never know, you've angered a god until it's uh, too late. <laughs> Anyone who has knowledge arcana can also give me can give me a quick knowledge arcana check. Crap, I only have nature. I'll do that. Hey! I got a 14. Um, a 14 is high enough that you do see on Anton's body, now that you're kind of looking for them, that he does have a pouch on his belt that is probably a spell component pouch. And you notice just under the edge of the cuffs, the lacy cuffs of his sleeve, there is a uh, wrist sheath that has the tip of a wand poking out of it. Yeah, I kind of, I am no noticing this and say, I have some knowledge in that um, area as well. Ah, a fellow practitioner. And he inclines his head. I do the same. Hecklin goes, I'm supposed to have magic, but I'm not that good at it yet. I've got claws, though. Uh, he goes, I've got claws, though, if that's worth anything. I have bread. Luther chuckles at that. Just goes, Eklund just goes, speaking of which, and uh, glances meaningfully at Alyrus's pockets. Okay, what kind of bread do you want? He goes, do you have anything with pumpkin? Absolutely. And I think I should probably roll a d6 to make sure it's not dirt. You should. So far, it hasn't been dirt. That is true. It's gonna be dirt this time. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> I just committed a gambler's fallacy. Yeah, roll for it, <laughs> She's just kind of like, I have magic, for example, and um, she's just gonna make a magic hand appear. Okay. Ooh, magic show! Yeah, I can do a lot of magic. I can change uh, form, but I don't know if that counts. Of course it counts. Although, as she makes the hand, she's gonna flip Lyris' hair over her face. Okay. Hey, hey! You don't actually create a hand, you just are able to basically have weak telekinesis, but... Oh, that's different from D&D, then. In D&D, that's one of the weaknesses of the spell, is it creates a giant hand, so it's obvious who's is casting. It's in D&D. Hey, Grim, this is Pathfinder. But yeah, she just kind of makes the lyricist hair flip. Okay. Can also make light, simply. Or water, if you need. And I can make fake sounds. I used it on the Lyris, making her think there was a ghost bear. Oh. So there wasn't a ghost bear? No. Anton looked over at Luther and says, You can do that too, can't you? Yes. I create the water thing, not the, the sound, but... Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm also just decently talented at uh, healing. Ah. Always a useful ta talent. Yeah, especially if we're going to be messing with undead. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, it can also make shields and um, can attack the undead at least, so uh... Hmm. <laughs> just goes, undead have skin and bones, right? Sometimes. Not always. Some. Oh, well then I can shred most of them. <laughs> he just summons his owl claws. Sometimes no bones, or only bones, and sometimes they're ghosts and can't be touched. Uh, that's not oh, then, then I'm kind of dead. Oh. <laughs> Which is where the magic comes in. Indeed. Uh, Alright, well, I agree that we should probably go at least check out the, um, the memorial. That seems like a wise choice. 
let's let's go do that. And we can maybe figure out something to do once we're done. I don't know. Maybe there's a nice place to go on a walk around here. I don't know. Wait, it's Usloth. There's no nice places. <laughs> <laughs> About what time at night is it by this point? I was going to say, you guys, you know, you were at the uh, the tavern for a while. You made your way back over here. You've been talking for a little bit. Early evening? Uh, I'm going to say it is just about sunset, in fact. All right, this is the only nice time. Let's go. (laughs) You can, at this point, definitely hear that there is music coming from inside the main room. Nice. Um, But yeah, so there's music playing in in the main room uh the proprietress of the of the inn is actually up over by the guy who's standing by the fireplace playing on the on his lute and she is singing and she's quite good nice not like you know she's not a bard but she's she's clearly a trained and talented singer maybe we'll just come back here bro we'll be fun we'll maybe we'll go to the inn, to the tavern it's probably a lot of fun stuff going on there so, what was the plan, then? You guys were going to... Memorial. Go to the memorial? Yeah. Okay. Talia, you are the first one out the door. Of course. I need everyone to give me a perception check. I thought you were going to say roll for initiative, and I was going to have to smack someone. Ha. Huh. That might happen. Oh. Oh, oh! actually did good! So, Blue, what did you get? Uh, so, according to Roll20, I, uh, rolled an 18 for a total of 21. Okay. Uh, yellow? Uh, I have 17. Okay. Red? 21. And green? Just a 22. All right. Um, so all of you hear a scream coming from around this corner off to the, your, uh, off to the west. And I am going to need the party to roll, roll initiative. Oh, yay. Oh, no. Oh, yes. <gasps> Dang, Aliris. <laughs> Haven't said anything. Won't say anything yet. Green, what did you get for initiative? 18. Okay, so Eklund has an 18. Yellow. I have 26. Fantastic. Red. I got a 12. And blue. I got a 17. All right. So, at the beginning of the first round, you've all heard a scream. Aliris, you have the highest initiative. What do you do when you hear the scream? It sounds like a, uh, a young man screaming in pain and agony, and you also hear a woman's scream in fear. I think I will grab a handful of dirt and then go run over to where the sound is coming from. Okay, so go ahead and move yourself. You can move... Six squares with one move action, 12 squares if you double move, and you can draw the handful of dirt as you're moving. Can I double move then? Absolutely. Where is this? Over here. You heard the screams coming from around that corner, off to your, off to the west. Oh. All right. So, Illyris, as you come around the corner, you see uh, a couple, um, a young man and a young woman. The woman is screaming in terror, and the man has a hideous looking thing sticking to him it looks about a foot long um it has wings it is uh kind of rushed red or reddish brown the bats or the wings almost look bat-like but its head almost looks like that of a uh of a large mosquito so it's a bug 
It's something between the two. If you have knowledge nature, you can roll it. Otherwise... Hold on. To my knowledge, I don't. And I do not. Yeah, so that is what it looks like. Don't suppose it's a magical creature, is it? Those are scarier than the D&D kind. Don't suppose it's undead. Aliris, you have no idea what it is, other than that it is... It's got its nose plunged into this man's chest and seems to be, like, slurping something out of him. Oh. Can I throw dirt at it? Not this turn, because you had to double move. Alright, so that takes us to my first creature, which is going to continue <clears throat> to feed on this guy. Oh. And then I have another one, which... It does notice you. Is it going to go for you, or is it going to go for the girl? Oh. Uh. Parallel yellow. Saying that, though. It is going to go onto the girl. Ah. Which victim it's going to try to... And it will make an attack. Against the common... Are they making buzz noises? With a uh, total of 16 against her touch AC, it will attach itself to her. And then it latches itself in and sticks its proboscis into her. And she screams in pain. Silver is going to wait because he has not been given an order. Um, Eklund, you're next. And I run without double moving. Uh, what do you mean? You're slower than all of us. I want to get as close as I can, but still be able to hit it with my sling. The one that's not attached, because I don't want to hit a person with my sling. So, if you don't double move, you you only move 20 feet, right? Yeah. Um, I don't think you can even get into a position to see one of them with a single move action. I thought that was a run action, too, where you, um... There is a run action where you move four times your normal movement, but that is all you do, and you are then considered flat-footed because you're not trying to defend yourself or anything. Okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna double move, then. Okay. How far do I get to go if I double move? 80, or 40 feet, so eight squares. I'm up here now. Okay. I think you can probably see the one around the corner, then, at that point. You can right? see its butt. Okay. You can see the bottom of the token. Uh, then I'll let you go ahead and, uh, make a knowledge nature check. 16. Okay. With a 16, yes, you can identify that this thing is a sturge. Sturges are vicious, blood-drinking swamp pests that prey on wild animals, livestock, and unwary travelers. While weak individually, swarms of them are capable of draining a man dry in minute. They're closer to mammals than insects, but, uh, they carry their bodies through the air on four fleshy wings searching out warm-blooded prey. They like to hide near watering holes. They feed. Then they'll flap off into the mud and reeds to lay their eggs and rest until hunger makes them go hunt again. You can get uh, one useful piece of information about the Sturge. What would you like to know? Does it have any, uh, like, what, 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 basically, what, what's its weak point? Like, is it a vulnerability? Is it hit points? Is it low attack damage? Sure. Their weak points, they do not have any specific weaknesses. They're not, like, vulnerable to any type of attack. Uh, they don't tend to be very tough individually, though. They're, 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 you know, they're, they're horrible and disgusting and often disease-ridden, but they're not individually very tough. I will say, though, it is unusual to find them coming into the middle of a city to attack. 
they normally you know stay away from large populations so so that takes us to my next sturge it will buzz right over to Illyris. Wonderful. And it is going to attempt to attach to you. That a touch attack? It is a touch attack. Uh, normal. Make sure you're looking at your touch AC and not your normal AC. Oh, Will no. Will a 26 hit your touch AC? <laughs> I don't think Probably. Yes, obviously. That- it will attach itself to you. And at the end of its turn, when a Sturge is attached to a foe, it inflicts one point of constitution damage. No. Yes. Oh, no. Oh, no. What does that do? Is that a hit point reduction? So. Yes, and? Aliris, I'm going to go ahead and uh, hit your character sheet with it. You have a temporary minus one to your constitution. Ah. Which does change your modifier from two to one, which does mean that you are also going to have two points of your hit points temporarily reduced. And I like to mention if your con damage ever if your con mod- if your con ever goes ever goes to zero, zero. you you're dead. <laughs> um so it's just sucking the blood right out of you. Oh, cool. Oh who knows? Also, will you be so kind as to roll me a d10. Oh no. Why? Whenever the DM says, will you be so kind, it's going to be a disaster. Okay, fine. I'll roll the d10. Okay. Okay. You got a three. <laughs> oh no. Okay. A three or a bad three? Eh, you don't know right now. Full. Talia. So that looks awful. You see the Sturge fly around the corner and, and attach itself to Alyrus. Hell. I don't think you have any idea what a Sturge is, but you definitely noticed that. Mm-hmm. So what would you like to do, Talia? Question. Answer. I don't have one. Oh, God. Normal healing won't help, because she doesn't have that anymore. You do not have restoration. Yeah, I don't have less restoration, and normal healing won't help because it's not that she took damage, it's that she lost that capacity. Right. So I can't heal her. Uh, and I don't think Shield of Faith will help against touch attack. What was that? Shield of Faith? Um, actually it does. It's a deflection bonus. Oh, it's pretty fast, right? Couldn't she just fly over there and pull it off of her? You could try. <laughs> I love how you think she's strong enough to pull it off of her. So what do you want to do, Talia? Not be happening. Um. <laughs> <laughs> you want this to not be happening. I understand this. Uh, yeah. Uh, shoot. Um, Alyris, to answer your question, on your turn, you absolutely can try to pull it off of you. I want to help the people first, though. Okay, well then. I I can't reach her. Not with a single move. Nope. Oh, everything sucks. I mean, you can uh, always just... No idea what these are. You have no clue. You don't have knowledge of nature. Oh. Uh, well then, these things look really weird and creepy. They do. She knows that they are weird and creepy undead. Uh-huh. She's going to cast a spell called Detect Undead to see if these things are undead or not. Okay. Give me a perception check. Mm, let me mark that use, because that's not a cantrip. Aliris, why do you hide- Yellow, why are you hiding these in just our messages? She just said, for once, uh, hey, Dahlia, what's it? How's it going? Don't worry about me. Just having my life juice sucked out of my body. And then, 
Stop stealing my life juice, you stupid raisin heads. <laughs> yeah, by all means, Jello, go feel free to actually say those comments. I don't I don't want to interrupt anybody though, oh, you know? Please interrupt me. <laughs> Alright, so you, you cast Detect Undead. Uh give me uh -huh. a perception check, please. Detect it's a cone shape and I'm kind of you know, so. It's a cone shape? And you're yeah, but she's, you're looking uh, towards the, the those creatures? I mean, she can turn her head around. She's kind of doing the quick scan, also making sure that there's none behind her. Right. That's why I want a perception check. Yep. Thought so. Okay. Five. I'm good. No, there fine. are I'm no good. undead uh, within 60 feet of you. Oh, presence or absence of undead auras. Right. You do not notice any undead auras. All right. All right. So that's Talia's turn. Um. Yeah, and she's gonna, gonna fly, actually, like this. Creepy thing, creepy thing, creepy thing. Oh, God. As, uh, yeah, Elyris is getting drained. I don't know. Should I go get... Should, can oh, I know it's fine. I make a heal check from a distance to see if it looks like it actually is doing more than just HP. I hope I don't get malaria or rabies or something. You'll get both. <laughs> it's a fat skeeto. I might get both. You can... You can't really make a heal check out of range. And besides, you already cast a spell, so you can't really take another standard action. Didn't know a heal check's a standard. All right. Yeah, it is. Well, just a kind of quick glance of, like, does she look paler? Um, I mean, she looks like she's getting her life juice sucked out of her. And, I, I just, uh, Lyris ain't doing so hot, but I don't know if I can help that. Okay, so that's all you do? Um, yeah. All just right. Kind of them. Like, maybe we should get some help. There's no time for that, Anton says. And he is going all to right. walk past you. And as he goes out there, he is going to he is going to pull a scroll out of his off of his belt. He has a scroll case and he's going to pull a scroll out of it. And that's all he's going to be able to do. And the other Sturge. Oh no. He's Oh no. At least it's only one per person, but still it's pretty bad. So the Sturge is going to fly over there. What? Actually, the Sturge is going to fly right onto Anton Square. Thought so. Yeah, it's not good. But it it, it, it it had to double move, so it can't actually try to get him. Uh, Anton would normally get an attack of opportunity because it moved into his square, but Anton does not have a weapon in his hand. So I have this vivid image now of this thing like flying up to him and like, hissing in his face, and him just like, looking at it impassively, just like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm gonna that now. Somebody make You're a awful life of that. <laughs> and then can you even try to like punch it out of the sky or anything? On an attack of opportunity? He could if he was trained, if he had improved on armed combat, but without it, you're just not a good enough hand-to-hand -hand fighter to try to do that. So, quick okay. question. Yes? One flew into a Lyris' square after she had acted. Uh-huh, and all she had in her hands was dirt. Oh, okay. Wanted to check. <laughs> no, I was I was very aware of what she said she was drawing, and so that she did not have a weapon in her hand. So. I was going to pull up my switchblade and run over there, but it's a bit more urgent, so I am going to cast magic missile at the Sturge on um, Alyrus. Okay. What's the range on magic missile? The range, I think it was 120 feet. Okay, uh, then you're fine. Then you're fine. Very far. Yeah. All right, so Azatha chants yeah. and tones and raises her finger and... No. 
Um, what's your damage? Um, two force. All oh, right. So doing so good. Yep. So a glowing arrow flies out of Azatha's finger and strikes the Sturge in on uh, Alirus. It hits it, but it uh, it doesn't seem to be enough damage to kill it, and it just kind of hisses, but continues to slurp away. Ah. Would you like to take a move action, Azatha? Oh, yes, yes, I would. <laughs> okay, so you move a little bit closer, and that takes us to Luther, who whistles for and says, Silver, get those. Puppy! And then he no. will move 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, drawing his bow as he does so. And he takes aim at the Sturge that is on his boyfriend. Yes! Same date, it's canon! It was already coming like last episode. I know, but this is the first time we've actually said it, that we've actually called the boyfriends. It is canon. <laughs> well, it was it was confirmed in that way that it was still plausible deniability by saying my companion. Yeah, but <laughs> it's it's official. They're boyfriends. Uh. In any case, um, so he is going to fire a a bow or his bow at the at the sturge that is on his boyfriend, and he gets a 21 and he does not seem to have any problem shooting into the square that his boyfriend is in uh, because he has the precise shot feet. A uh, 21 will hit the Sturge. Alirus, <laughs> yellow, stop hiding these beautiful comments. And he will uh, do eight points of damage, which will kill the Sturge. Basically, he shoots it right off of, uh, right away from Anton and pins it to the wall. All right, yellow, we demand. Stop it. Stop what? Stop Stop doing the comments? Say them. <laughs> say your very good comments. She just wrote, just gonna chill here with my bug friend while you guys fangirl. <laughs> you know, it, it feels different when I write something and you read it. You know what? I guess that's on me for not saying it out loud. Well, say it from here on out. Just gonna um, chill here with my bug friend while you guys fangirl. Yay! So I should probably, you know, try to destroy these raiden, raisin heads. Ah. You got a wolf. I can pronounce this. And Silver will come over, uh, snapping at the Sturge, but he also had to double move, so he is not able to attack this turn. But he is here to help you. Hi! Good boy. So I'm gonna move Silver in the initiative to right behind Luther, because he acted. And we are now at the top of round two. Um, Alirus, you have a handful of dirt, a wolf in front of you, a sturge attached to you, and two people who are in the process of getting the life sucked out of them around the corner. I know what I'm going to do. Uh, which one has had the sturge on them for the longest? Let me go ahead and label yeah. them. So it's horribly uh, stereotypical, but blue and pink for the boy and the girl. Um, and the boy was the one who had the Sturge on him longer. This Sturge will be moving with you because he's attached to you. Um. Of course. So I'm going to help out the NPCs and just stab this raisin head. Okay, so you draw your rapier as you, I'm assuming? Yes, it is the rapier. Okay, and you may attempt to stab that Sturge. I have a quick question. Yeah. 
Has no one in the bar been confused why this dude whistled and told the wolf to go get them? That was a 10. Not yet. Um, give them time Guessing to react. that's not good. A 10 is not high enough to hit the Sturge. You know, you're you're a little distracted by the fact that there's still one attack to you. Oh, no, it's cool. <laughs> it's just a bug. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah. But They're also small. And they're tiny, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this isn't unusual or anything. Um, Alright, so that's Illyris' turn. Sturge that is attached to this dude is going to Wait continue. Wait a minute. You said they were small. Does that mean we can just swat at them? I mean, they're tiny, but they're somewhat tough. You could swat at them, but you're better off trying to hit them with a weapon. Bug spray. Or bug spray if you have bug spray. You have bug spray. You have some bug spray, guys. But yes, yeah, so that surge that is attached to the dude is going to continue to slurp away at him. No. The Sturge that is attached to the lady is going to continue to slurp away at her. Uh, Eklund. I am... Man, you guys moved again. I can only move four squares. I'm going to go to here. That's four. And I am going to... If I'm adjacent to the one with it on her, can I still try to pull it off for... Absolutely. Not adjacent. I'm like catty corner. Yeah, you're you are in a square that is touching her square. You can absolutely okay. attempt to either pull the sturge off of her, or if you wanted to just attack it, attack it. You could just attack it. Well, if I attack it, will I hit her if I miss? No. Okay, so I'm gonna try to attack it. I'm gonna go with my claws because I have they they don't do as much damage, but I feel safer going with that than the okay seven um, and a fourteen. Only, but well, you would only be able to make the one attack because you had to move. So a seven will not hit the Sturge. The next Sturge is the one that is attached to Lyrus. So it has to make a grapple check to stay attached to you. Um, so tell me if this will beat your CMD. Will a 21 beat your CMD? Oh, um, I'm not sure. I'm gonna bet yes. Probably, but... Yeah, yeah. All right, so it will stay attached to you and it will suck away another point of constitution. The good news is that that's not going to change your modifier, so you aren't going to take any more hit point damage, but but you have now lost two points of constitution as it's just sucking away your at your your blood, which is, you know, kind of horrible. I'm going to tell you this. These yeah. things around is six seconds. Uh-huh. Of blood. Yeah. In one sec- in six seconds. Like- yeah. That's, that's terrible. I mean, I'm literally, um, I, I, on my end, I have goosebumps right now. I hate fighting these things. I mean, I'm, I, I will point out, if you want to get that technical, Blue, think about all of the things that a player character gets to do in this six-second combat round. Oh, I know. Yeah. I'm just saying, to be draining one point of con. Yeah. Is a lot of blood. Hey, there are creatures that do, like, a D4 of con drain with their blood drain. So, yeah, I know. One point of con okay. is not that terrible. Um, in any case, Blue, it is Talia's turn. What would you like to do? Yeah. How far away is the church? Uh, um, let me look at the map. I don't think it's super close, but please don't try to fly to the church. If I'm running, she's mo- if I do the equivalent of a run, 
Uh-huh. She flies 40 feet and it's times 4. She'd be moving 160 feet per 6 seconds. Right. So you guys are at the outward end, which is location K on the map. And you want to go to the church. The church is... I think, actually, the church is back over in the Restlands. Um, or no, yeah. the Temple of Phrasma is D on the map. Um, actually, it's not too terribly far. We're K? Yeah. You're K and, like... and it's D, so it's not too terribly far. Let's see. If I ran... Each, each square on the town map is supposed to be 50 feet. So 50, 100, 120. Yeah, it's about 200 feet away. Could easily get there. It's, you have to fly in a straight line to do the run action, but... Well, she also flies. Right. You could get to the church in a turn if that's what you want to do. That's what she's doing. Okay, so you're flying over towards the church. <laughs> she's zipping towards the church. Okay. Let's be honest. Yep. Icon gives her this incredulous look like, what the... Long list of swear words, fairy. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you think they're going? I'm just gonna take you off the edge of the map for now. Like, I'm gonna tell you this. You start the sentence and she's gone. <laughs> okay. Uh, that takes us to Anton's turn, who is no longer uh, being... having No longer being threatened by a Sturge. Dan, can you keep my token on so I can see what's going on? Yes, I can do that. Cute. So he is... Anton is going to move... Because he doesn't currently have line of sight to anything. So, one, two, three, four, five, six. That will give him a line of sight to the Sturge attached to the woman. And he will then look down at the scroll on in his hands and he will chant in tone. And much like when um, Azatha did it, a glowing arrow appears out of midair flies towards the Sturge, striking the Sturge for five points of force damage. Which Epic. doesn't quite kill it, but it definitely hurt it a lot. And that Sturge is dead, so it won't do anything. Um, Azatha, you're up. Okay, um... Yeah, I can go uh, this far. I can go to where Silver is. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, hmm... Which means if you want, I'll let you make a diagonal to end up in the square directly yeah. to the south of Silver. Yeah, thanks. So, um, yeah, if, um, um, let's see, so, um, would I be able to, from where I am, throw a knife at the, um, the closest, um, blood-sucking thing? Um, you could throw a knife at the blood-sucking thing on the girl. Um... It will get a plus four to its armor class because of the fact that there is a whole lot of melee fighting going around and you do not have priestly shot. But Right, okay. I probably won't do that then unless I can't really do anything else. You've got magic left. I got magic left. Uh, yeah. And the day's almost over. I can use all my magic. Sure. Yeah, so I'll just, um... Actually, um, would... Um, a 30-foot ray of fire hit all of these creatures. Or at least two of them. Yes, it uh, would also hit us. Yeah, but that's actually oh, not a problem for her. Fire. It's heavenly fire. 
let me look at the specifics. Uh, yeah, are these evil? You don't know. Um, so, heavenly fire. Is it? Ah, so it's a ray, but it's not like a continuous ray. So you can't like sweep across everything in a thirty foot range. Oh. It, it it is a single target that you have to target with the heavenly fire. Oh, okay. Well, I'll. I would say that any of them is certainly in your range. You're not a hundred percent sure if they're evil or not. They might. I mean, they they might be. They might not be. You don't know. Yeah. Um. Well, I might as well do that because it also. I think it heals people too, right? Yes, but again, you'd have to choose. Are you targeting a Sturge? Are you targeting a person? It actually probably target the Sturge. So yeah, I'll target the Sturge on the girl. Okay. Um, well, uh, go ahead and click on your Heavenly Fire then. Oh. Wow, a natural 20. A 23 to hit, but a 7 to confirm. So it will not critical. Oh. So then it's, uh, one damage, if it even does damage. It looks like that's actually put in slightly wrong, because it should do 1d4 plus 1, so it would be 2. It does damage to evil creatures, heals good creatures, neutral creatures are neither harmed nor healed by this effect. And I will tell you that you, in fact, do seem to damage this Sturge. Yay! Which, Eklund... You have, you know, you've traveled with Azatha before. You know a little bit about how your, about how her heavenly fire works. You know that, you know, it doesn't have an effect on neutral creatures. Typically, animals, even magical beasts, unless they're intelligent, would be neutral. They wouldn't have an alignment. That they're unaligned. You weren't wrong in what you were thinking. Typically, a Sturge should be unaligned. It shouldn't be... It shouldn't be good or evil. It should be neutral. But apparently, this Sturge is evil. And apparently, they shouldn't be in the middle of towns either, so that kind of makes sense. So, I will say that the two points of damage uh, on top of the magic missile damage that uh, Anton did is enough that it does actually kill this Sturge and uh, the Sturge dislodges and falls to the ground dead off of the off of the woman. I see we play favorites to the females. Uh, so that takes us to Luther, who's gonna move. Uh, he does not have line of sight on anyone, so he's gonna have to double move. All right, and then Silver is going to move up to where uh, Lyris is standing, and it is going to... A- Silver is going to attempt to bite the Sturge that is on Illyris. Cool. And he gets a 20 on his bite, which is enough to hit the Sturge, biting it for seven points of damage. And he basically bites the Sturge right off of you and swallows it. Oh, nice. Delicious. It is an ex-Sturge. It is no more. Cool. It is in Luther's, It is in Silver's belly. Nom nom nom. And we are now at the top of round three. It's not weird when the wolf does it, but when I suggest doing it in the chat, all of you say I'm disgusting and uncivilized. Yes, because you have a, because you do not have animalistic intelligence. You have an intelligence because <laughs> you are a humanoid. Aw, but it might be good. No. Yes. 
In any case, Aliris, it is your turn. What would you like to do? Alright, I'm going to try to attack the bug that's on this dude. Okay. I will point out that if you were to uh, move around into this corner, you would get a flank with silver. Yeah! Which will uh, both give you a bonus to hit and will let you do sneak attack damage. Nice. Okay, so is the... Is the rapier really the best weapon for fighting bug bats or whatever, or raven head? Probably. You're not hurting by using it. Only other thing that I have that is melee is the bite thing, and everybody keeps telling me not to eat them, so I <laughs> The rapier does do more damage than your bite, too. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so I'll just use the rapier. So one of us get to deal bleed damage, too. Her. She gets to do bleed damage with a sneak attack, yeah. Hey, I don't think these things have a lot of blood, though, considering they're, like, bugs. Alright, so you got a 19, which you would add 2 because you're flanking, so that's a 21. That is more than enough to hit the Sturge. Oh, nice. Can I make it bleed, too? I was gonna say, first, uh, so you'll do 3 points of damage with the Rapier, but now roll your sneak attack damage. Alright. Whoa. Nice. Uh, so yes, it is bleeding and it is very, very... You, you skewer the Sturge, plucking it right off of this guy's body. So can I eat it? I mean, if you no. want. Please, no. Oh, nice. It was bad enough when you were in fox form. Now human Illyris is eating it. Would you rather I change into fox form to eat this dead? Yes, I would. Then maybe I just might do that. Could just not eat it. Want to though. We are out of combat rounds. So, but as we move over, so we'll, we'll cut away for a moment over to Talia at the church. What do you do when you get to the church, Talia? Um, I fly in, and um, I don't know. It's that dude that was there before. The dude at the church at the funeral who healed everyone. You do not see Father Grimsboro, but. You do see uh, several younger acolytes um, who look and say, is there something we can help you with? Um, yeah. Over at the Outward Inn, there were um, these weird mosquito bat-like creatures that I think were seriously hurting some people. <laughs> um, I need help. Very well. We'll lead on. We'll, we'll, we'll... And two of them start to you know move towards you. So... She'll guide them. She will slow down. Okay. Back over at the Outward Inn. These two people are alive, but they are definitely hurt. Um, and they definitely look a little scared and shaken and just like, oh God, what, what happened? But they're also saying, thank you. Thank you for, 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 th 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 thank, thank you for, for saving us. No, no problem, I guess. I mean, as long as you're okay. Uh, I, I'm a little weak. Maybe we'll, we, we should... Drink some water or something. Maybe we should go to 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 the temple, and then the girl kind of gives him a look and was just like, "Are you kidding me?" Maybe separately we should go over to the temple. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Could I uh, could I offer you some bread? Would that help? Uh, uh yeah, I'm I'm hungry. I could I could eat. Okay, what what kind of bread? Does it not matter? Just doesn't matter now. Just get some plain whole wheat, I guess, then. Uh, just roll that d6, make sure it's not dirt. I really hope it's not dirt. <laughs> <laughs> dirt. 
I'm so sorry. You, maybe you not reach into your pocket to offer him bread, and you bring out a big handful of dirt. Oh, Wrong sorry. We apologize. This happens all the time. It's it's a bit wonky. Um, maybe we'll just get something back inside. Um, right. Eklund is, Eklund is trying to hide how badly he's cracking up. Happens all the time. Anton is going to walk over to Illyris and look you up and down and go, you look like that thing drained you. Oh, no, I'm fine. I mean, we're all just fleshy blood bags, right? I could... Well, I, wait, I, wait. I, I, I can do something about this. And he reaches into his scroll case and he pulls out another scroll. Scroll. And he uh, starts saying some words, and then his hand kind of glows with like a yellowish light. And he gestures towards you as if to say, is it okay if I touch you? Oh, um, sure. Okay. And he touches you, and you are healed of two constitution damage. Oh, nice. Um, Azatha, if you'd like, you can give me a, uh, a spellcraft check. I will. A natural 20. Still, with the natural 20, you can recognize that the spell she cast was Lesser Restoration, which might give you pause because you've now seen Anton cast a definite arcane spell with Magic Missile and a divine spell with Lesser Restoration. I thought spell scroll casters could cast either way, like as long as you're reading off a scroll. You'd have to make a uh, use magic device check to cast a scroll... Cast a spell from a scroll that isn't on your spell list. Zotha probably knows more about this than I as a player do, because I don't know what that means. It just means that he's using two completely different types of magic, which either means that he is a combination of a divine caster and a arcane caster, or he's something that you're not as familiar with. All right. As he is healing Alyrus, Eklund is giving them both this very, very strange look that you can't remember seeing on his face before. You okay, Eklund? He goes, oh, yes, yes. And Luther looks around and says, are any of the rest of you hurt? No? Very well. I think around this time I'd get there. Yeah, this is about the time you get there with the priests. And the priests look and they see the bodies of the Sturges and... Talia, we took care of the of the raisin heads. I I assumed and hoped. Where are the two people? They would have gone back inside the bar at this point. Oh, right. Yeah, um, I accidentally gave them bread. Oh, actually, it was dirt. Wait. All right. Yeah, I actually gave them dirt. The two acolytes will go into. We'll, we'll say, well, if the others who are hurt were, we'll we'll go into the into the inn. Mm-hmm. Actually, I'll go in, and he looks at his friend. Can you gather those bodies? We don't want those to be found. Can I eat them? No, no. I mean, Eklund, you it's up to you to whether or not you want to tell Lyris this, but you do know that surges often have are often diseased. A big deal. They already took my blood. If I, if they had diseases, I probably already have them. Please don't. Lyris, we don't eat random bodies that we find on the ground. Well, they're not bodies, they're bugs! If disease really you, I could just ask Azatha to set them on fire. I could do that. Eklund goes, I can shred them to pieces and bury them. Or I, I think that, I think Father Grimsborough would want to see these, the, the, yes. the priest says. Okay. How many were there? Four. 
There's only three bodies. I don't want to know where the last one has been. And you notice that Silver is just kind of licking his wolfy lips. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. It, it doesn't matter with Frickliness. Very well. Um, thank you for your what you've done. Yeah. And as the priest uh, walks away, I think this is probably a good place to go ahead and call it for today. Oh. I survived another uh, session without revealing Eklund's secret. You're gonna have to wait till next time, Blue. <laughs> Eklund still has a drinking problem, though, and I think we need to address that. He's going to start addressing it. He, he will remember that last hangover. Until next time, keep an eye open for Mimics, Never Feed a Goblin, and Something Something Dragons. Something Something Dragons uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Something Something Dragons is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Carrion Crown, The Haunting of Harrowstone was written by Michael Cortez. If you like what you're hearing, come check out our other shows on Twitch and YouTube at The Untold Stories Project. Also, drop us a review in iTunes or Google Play. It really helps people find us. You can also join our Discord server at Untold Stories Project or send us an email at untoldstoriesandgames at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.